live on SEN Top End, 16.11am. Welcome to Fridays in the Top End with Jackson Clark and Raf Clark and Rob Hale for Rain and Horn Darling, finding a place to write your next chapter. Welcome back to SEN Fridays in the Top End. My name is Jacko. I'm joined by Robbie, the Guru Hale. It is time for one of our favourite segments. I love doing this last season, and it's back. The Top End 10, where we... How would you describe this, Rob? A list of... Our rolling list of top 10 players in the NTFL competition that's based mainly on current form and the performances of the current season, not necessarily past reputations and things like that. So, Yeah, for me, it's absolutely not based on any past reputations. So purely just on current form and yep. how they've gone that season. Yep, that makes a lot of sense to me. Yep. I'm a little more on the fence-ish, but we, we get a good mix and we normally come up with a list that we can agree on or at least mostly agree on and then present it to the public and mm-hmm. uh, offer some... You know, chance for advice, chance for criticism. So let's start with our list. We want to start at number 10, we normally do. Yep, so number 10, uh, Pints player Matt Ryan. So obviously the key forward. A new um, entrant. Yep, new entrant, never been in it before. So um, I thought he was really good on the weekend. And, and it's important that it's our list as well, mate. Mm. It's, you know, like Matt Ryan wasn't putting the best players on the weekend, which we've already spoken about, but we both thought he was pretty instrumental, maybe better than Stephen or at that level that Stephen was. So oh, I thought he was. Yep. Yeah. So Matt Ryan for us. So Matt Ryan for me looks like a yep. player who a lot of people in the NTFL might sort of underestimate a little bit having come from Pint and not necessarily as that huge reputation forward from down south or ex-AFL player or anything like that, but has a great set of hands on him. Um, clearly the captain of the club, so must have great leadership. But, yeah, I don't hear too much negativity about Matt Ryan. He's definitely playing a great role. One of the better centre-half forwards so far this year. Number nine. Number nine is Kim Cantilla. So oh, the killer. Killer Cantilla. So, obviously, uh, first-time debutante for him. Yeah. Um, we find that he's moved back from uh, Adelaide, and it seems like he's back for good. Um, and he does look a level above most other players out there, doesn't he? He looks like a state leaguer now. He looks yep. like a player that has come and had some really good seasons at South Adelaide, which is what he did. Um, and now he's sort of reaped that benefit and that improvement that comes with spending time on a sandful list. And he looks ready to go. He looks like the best player just about in his position in the competition. And 17 disposals, four goals last week. 100% deserves his spot on the list, Kim Cantilla. No arguments from me. Number eight. Number eight is the uh, Nate Paredes, the former uh, St. Mary's captain. Obviously, familiar name. Very familiar. Um, He's a late entrant. Um, After last Mm. week, he was very good, I thought, watching the game back. Um, And, yeah, you you were big on bringing him in. So, Nate Paredes is in. Pretty hard to look at the stats and watch the first three games and not find a spot for him somewhere. I Mm. think Nate Paredes. He was the choice where, like you said, a late entrant. We were sort of maybe looking for reasons to not put him in just because of how consistent and the the level he's consistently played at over the last four, five, six years in the NTFL. But very hard to leave the Saints champ out. So number eight is Nate Paredes. Number seven? Number seven is Stephen Motlop. So Stephen's had a pretty good, reasonably good start to the year, but you can't say his numbers anywhere near what he started with last year when we named him number one. Um... So, but his touches haven't been as high, have they? But they've been influential nonetheless. Yeah, I agree. Um, a tricky spot for him to be in, obviously changing clubs and adjusting to a new setup. Mm. They play a very different style of pints to what Wanderers do, so that makes it even more difficult for Motlop. But yeah, you're right. Not huge numbers, but still having a big impact. And number seven sounds about right for me. Number six. 
Number six is new. Um, Bo Swartz from Southern mm. Districts. Um, so Bo, I thought was pretty good um, in the in their first round game when they got smashed by Tars. Thirty touches. Thirty touches and was pretty highly effective. I feel. I think stats wise, um, looking back at that game, and I think they gave him second, third, fourth best. But clearly, I thought he's probably best. So Bo Swartz has been going about it pretty well, and maybe I think he has moved back to Darwin. I'm guessing. So twenty four touches, three goals last week as well, yep. or a fortnight ago, and was pretty handy last week in the loss to St Mary's. Very consistent season, Bo Schwartz. I think that's one that people will look at. If you haven't watched much NTFL football, if you've been watching the last couple of years, you might look at that list and think, oh, gee, Bo Schwartz, he must be having a good season. But he does look like the big improver of the comp so far. Um, started really, really well for the Crocs. So number six is Bo Schwartz. Number five, the top five. Top five. Uh, it's, it's our man, Brody Philo. Mm. So Brody's um, adapting to a new coach, um, getting some good midfielders around him um, now compared to last season, perhaps. And... Um, yeah, he's, he's made himself back in there again. I think he finished third or fourth last year, so it's good to have Brody back in the uh, top end ten. Robbie, do you think Brody would be happy with his fifth spot? No. no, no way. He'd still think he's the best player in the comp, and rightly so, maybe. Oh well, yeah, and I think form guide wise, some uh, criticism on nah. Brody either. He's right, right up there. If we're looking at the form guide, he you know had a good game against Wanderers last week, but watch yeah. what. Dill Anton um, Paredes do this week against Wanderers. So yeah. I well, think he yeah. did set a high bar. So the benchmark now is 34 and 2. 34 touches, 2 goals is what Philo got last week. So he's thrown out the challenge to Lant. Yep. That's he a challenge then. Probably come out. Whack that in there. Three. Number but four. Number four. Is your man, Baxter Mench, at the Buffaloes, come across from Palmy. So obviously a ball yeah. magnet, isn't he? So Stand at my house. Is he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. He's got the. I've been cooking in the magic breakfast, mate. Yeah. Well, you but, barely um, tell me these things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Baxter. Just flying in. Yep, living in the Clark household. So that must be reason behind the success there for him. Yep. So 41 possessions and 30 possessions yep. in his two games. Very, very difficult, Rob, to not include a bloke in the top five when they're averaging 35.5 in two wins. Um, I'm impressed with how well he's been able to adjust to a new system coming across from Palmerston and slotting into that midfield alongside uh, Jared Stokes. Buffaloes have never really had like a pure accumulator type mm. footballer. So it was interesting to see how Baxter would go. And he hasn't skipped a beat. He has been very, very good in his double blue colours. Um, if Jared hasn't got three best on, sorry, two best on grounds, uh, Baxter Mench will be picking up the votes as well. So very good player and a very good acquisition for the Buffaloes. Number three. Number three is Arnold Kirby, so the big Kirby, um, very active on your socials. Mm-hmm. And Kerbs, I thought, has been very good. Um, he's added that more. I think he was doing it last year, but he's getting center clearances as well as rock taps, so he's been pretty dominant. Yeah, very physical player, high clearance numbers, high contested ball numbers, high tackle numbers. Um, I think the best ruckman in the comp right at the moment. Obviously, Matt Dennis is going to put his claim in for that. And, and once Dennis gets up and going, it's going to be very hard to take the mantle off. Dennis is the number one ruck in the comp. Ben Archard's another one who I've been speaking to quite a bit over the last fortnight, and he's raring to go for the Darwin Buffaloes. Obviously, a f- two years ago, he was the rep side ruckman and the NT News Player of the Year, so he's another good ruckman that will enter the NTFL. But for now, it's all Arnold Kirby, number three, and I reckon that he deserves his spot. Definitely. Top, top two now, uh, Rob. Top two. So this is re- gets really interesting because we spoke during the week and we thought that the top two had kind of separated themselves uh, mm-hmm. from the rest of the list, or at least I did. I think there's, these top two players are a standout. Not much between them, though. Not much between these top two. But let's go with number two. Number two is Dill Lant. So 
obviously Dean Staunton did tag him last week, which sort of put the clamps on him going to number one. Um, but Dill Lance had an amazing season. Southern did, uh, no, who was it? Waratahs didn't go near him last last week. 32-4. Um, yep, that was the week before last week's game, sorry. And he was pretty good in round one, but not highly efficient with mm. his disposals. And on the weekend, he had 26, but not, St. Mary's didn't name him in the best. So I think Dean Staunton did nullify his possessions a bit there. Definitely, but it still shows you what a good player he is, that he can have a quote-unquote bad game or down game and still have 26 touches, most for his team, and clearly still would have had an impact in some capacity on the weekend, even if it wasn't uh, you know, his usual super high standard. So Dylan Lant, um, obviously the player of the year last year, won just about every award you possibly could and hasn't skipped a beat to start this season, but he has not got the mantle as the best player in the competition after three rounds. Who... Robbie Hale is number one in the first top end 10. Jared Stokes from Buffaloes. Jared Stokes. Yep. So he's he's only had the two games, but this is what happens when we got the bye. So I think after round three, I think we've got enough evidence and we'll name name it again at round five. But he's, you know, goal kicking ability as well as racking up some touches is um, pretty prolific right now. And he's looking very fit, isn't he? But you could tell me more being a Buffaloes assistant coach. Yeah, so Jared Stokes, obviously the skipper. He's been the captain for the last seven years. I don't think I've seen him looking fitter and his body composition Mm. looking better than what he does at the moment. Um, Doesn't get enough credit for how professional he is and and how he leads by example with the way he prepares himself and the way he approaches training these days, especially as he's gotten a bit older and and developed as a footballer. Um, But I think what sets Jared apart from Dylan Lanton, and you really could flip a coin between those two players and who you want to rate as the best player in the competition, but... Gee, Jared is so influential. How many times has he just put his football club on his back and said, come with me, boys, we're getting this win? Um, You know, even last week against Wanderers, I I spoke to everyone at halftime and I said, guys, I know I said this on radio the other week, but, like, let's not make this another Jared Stokes game. Let's not make Jared Stokes have to win it for us in his 200th game. And yet, lo and behold, when Wanderers made a bit of a comeback and we were sort of nine points down, eight points down, um, Jared inserted himself into the game, got a high free kick, kicked his third goal. Finished with 20 disposals, three goals. The week before, he had 34 possessions against Pint, so getting decent numbers. I wouldn't begrudge anyone that has Dylan Lant over Jared Stokes still, but I think if you had to pick one player for an NTFL game um, you know, tomorrow... I'd, I'd have Jared Stokes starting in the guts over any other footballer in the competition. Yep. Well, those two are going to be very hard to beat. But also, um, Clark, I think we go through the um, unluckies. Yeah. I've got eight to name here, and I could be missing some. Right. Um, you go through some of your honourables, and I'll see if you miss any. Yep, that's the best way to do it. I think Scooter Carlin's been good for Waratahs. Mm-hmm. Um, Dill Collis has been good for Waratahs as well. Big Tex Carrera, I think how you say that. I'm very bad pronouncing names. The K-O-R-E-W-H-A. Yeah. Oh, look, I'm not even going to try. <laughs> <laughs> but he went to Dennis on the weekend and, yeah. and went well, and uh, and also Matt Dennis as well. Um, uh, you know, unlucky. Ash Hams is averaging high touches as well as Young at Palmy. So those two. Yeah. I think Young's one that we haven't spoken about at all on this show no. that we might soon. Yeah. I think he's a highly credentialed player. Tiwi Bombers captain Brendan Cantilla has yes. been good. Um, he's probably just on the cusp as well. And I've got Nathan Arbin from Wanderers. And I don't know who I'm missing, but am I missing someone, Clarky? Uh, I think given that he has kicked 10 goal 10 in three games, Anthony Mankara would be yep. somewhere in the periphery. You know, he's only another bag or two away from sneaking in. Um, 
I thought Jackson Calder was best on ground last weekend. So he's a watch, obviously, first two weeks. You know, he missed one week, and then the first week he was injured and didn't play much footy. So absolutely no complaints that he's not on the list, but he's definitely a watch. You know, a couple more weeks of Calder playing good footy, and he probably sneaks up there. And there's a kid named Seth Harris at St. Mary's. Yeah. I want to keep an, okay, put a watch on him because I feel like um, watching the game back last week, he got a, he got a bit of it and was around the footy, and he's only 18. So, so is, he, is he from the – he's from like the – in Victoria, Mornington area away? I think or so, yeah. Peninsula or something. I, I might got, just be making up words here. But. Let me have a quick look, mate. I or think that's where he's from. No, 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 give, no, Let good. me try to get there. that, yeah. I reckon that Braden McLean has yeah. started. Yeah, that's that's the area I was thinking of. Frankston Bombers. So, Braden McLean and, uh, as you mentioned, Nathan Arbin for Wanderers have been consistent. But we sort of get into those positions, I reckon, when we determine these lists that you sort of have to split a few. Like, for example, Arben and Paredes was one that I thought this week was a bit of a, well, who do you go with? And Arben's been really good, but Paredes is just getting it done for a team that's winning games of football more. So that's sort of how we've determined yep. some players when it's sort of a toss of the coin between the two. But yep, definitely. Yeah, apart from adding McLean and Mankara to your list, um, the, you know, of the honourables. And there's probably a few more off the top that we've that we've missed out on. There's a couple more do, that will force their way in. Like, for example... You know, Jared Brander had a good game last week. If he can continue playing good footy, those three recruits for Nycliffe, I'm not too sure who's flying in and who's relocated, but they're all highly credentialed. So, Do you think Jed Anderson's unlucky or...? Um, no. I think Jed Anderson is a player who could definitely be in the top 10. And it does sound a bit silly, like a bloke straight from the AFL list, Jed Anderson not being in our, our top list. But I think on the surface, averaging 18 disposals, three tackles isn't enough just yet to get in there in a team that's one and two. So I don't have any issue with Jed Anderson not being on the list after three rounds. But, yeah, I'd be surprised if Jed didn't put a bit of a claim into this top end 10 list at some point in the year. But not this week. So, well, I'm happy with that list. I'm happy with that. Um, We will see how that unfolds over the course of the season. And we'll um, chuck that up on the socials for anyone to impart their opinion. So let us know where we got it wrong. No doubt they will. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but um, we do need to go to a break. So we'll talk to we'll talk more about last weekend's NTFL, preview all this weekend's game, and everything else in the world of local and, well, footy nationally, really. SEN Fridays in the top end. Stay with us. Live on SEN Top End, 16, 11am. This is Fridays in the Top End with Jackson Clark, Raf Clark, and Rob Hale for Rain and Horn Darwin. Finding a place to write your next chapter. 